Chapter 7 of the Wonder Book of Bible Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Maggie Travers. The Wonder Book of Bible Stories by Logan Marshall. The Story of Joseph, Part 2. When Joseph was made ruler over the land of Egypt, he did just as he had always done. It was not Joseph's way to sit down, to rest and enjoy himself, and make others wait on him. He found his work at once, and began to do it faithfully and thoroughly. He went out over all the land of Egypt, and saw how rich and abundant were the fields of grain, giving much more than the people could use for their needs. He told the people not to waste it, but to save it for the coming time of need. And he called upon the people to give him, for the king, one bushel of grain out of every five, to be stored up. The people brought their grain, after taking for themselves as much as they needed, and Joseph stored it up in great storehouses in the cities, so much at last that no one could keep account of it. The king of Egypt gave a wife to Joseph from the noble young women of his kingdom. Her name was Asenath, and to Joseph and his wife God gave two sons. The oldest son he named Manasseh, a word which means making to forget. For, said Joseph, God has made me to forget all my troubles and my toil as a slave. The second son he named Ephraim, a word that means fruitful. Because, said Joseph, God has not only made the land fruitful, but he has made me fruitful in the land of my troubles. The seven years of plenty soon passed by, and then came the years of need. In all the lands around people were hungry, and there was no food for them to eat. But in the land of Egypt everybody had enough. Most of the people soon used up the grain that they had saved. Many had saved none at all, and they cried to the king to help them. Go to Joseph, said King Pharaoh, and do whatever he tells you to do. Then the people came to Joseph, and Joseph opened the storehouses, and sold to the people all the grain that they wished to buy. And not only the people of Egypt came to buy grain, but people of all the lands around as well, for there was great need and famine everywhere. And the need was as great in the land of Canaan, where Jacob lived, as in other lands. Jacob was rich in flocks and cattle, and gold and silver, but his fields gave no grain, and there was danger that his family and his people would starve. And Jacob, who is now called Israel also, heard that there was food in Egypt, and he said to his sons, Why do you look at each other asking what to do to find food? I have been told that there is grain in Egypt. Go down to that land, and take money with you, and bring grain, so that we may have bread, and may live. Then the ten older brothers of Joseph went down to the land of Egypt. They rode upon asses, for horses were not much used in those times, and they brought money with them. But Jacob would not let Benjamin, Joseph's younger brother, go with them, for he was all the more dear to his father now that Joseph was no longer with him, and Jacob feared that harm might come to him. Then Joseph's brothers came to Joseph to buy food. They did not know him, grown up to be a man, dressed as a prince, and seated on a throne. Joseph was now nearly forty years old, and it had been almost twenty-three years since they had sold him. But Joseph knew them all as soon as he saw them. He wished to be sharp and stern with them, not because he hated them, but because he wished to see what their spirit was, and whether they were as selfish and cruel and wicked as they had been in other days. They came before him and bowed, with their faces to the ground. Then, no doubt, Joseph thought of the dream that had come to him while he was a boy, of his brother's sheaves bending down around his sheaf. He spoke to them as a stranger, as if he did not understand their language, and he had their words explained to him in the language of Egypt. Who are you, and from what place do you come? 
said Joseph in a harsh, stern manner. They answered him very meekly, We have come from the land of Canaan to buy food. No, said Joseph. I know what you have come for. You have come as spies to see how helpless the land is, so that you can bring an army against us and make war on us. No, no, said Joseph's ten brothers. We are no spies. We are the sons of one man who lives in the land of Canaan, and we have come for food because we have none at our home. You say that you are the sons of one man. Who is your father? Is he living? Have you any more brothers? Tell me all about yourselves. And they said, Our father is an old man in Canaan. We did have a younger brother, but he was lost, and we have one brother still who is the youngest of all, but his father could not spare him to come with us. No, said Joseph, you are not good, honest men, you are spies. I shall put you all in prison, except one of you, and he shall go and bring that youngest brother of yours, and when I see him, then I will believe that you tell the truth. So Joseph put all ten men in prison, and kept them under guard for three days. Then he sent for them again. They did not know that he could understand their language, and they said to each other, while Joseph heard, but pretended not to hear, this has come upon us because of the wrong that we did to our brother Joseph more than twenty years ago. We heard him cry and plead with us when we threw him into the pit, and we would not have mercy on him. God is giving us only what we have deserved. And Reuben, who had tried to save Joseph, said, Did I not tell you not to harm the boy, and you would not listen to me? God is bringing our brother's blood upon us all. When Joseph heard this, his heart was touched for he saw that his brothers were really sorry for the wrong they had done to him. He turned away from them so that they could not see his face, and he wept. Then he turned again to them and spoke roughly as before, and said, This I will do, for I serve God. I will let you all go home except one man. One of you I will shut up in prison, but the rest of you can go home and take food for your people, and you must come back and bring your youngest brother with you, and I shall know then that you have spoken the truth. Then Joseph gave orders, and his servants seized one of his brothers, whose name was Simeon, and bound him in their sight, and took him away to prison. And he ordered his servants to fill up the men's sack with grain, and to put every man's money back into the sack before it was tied up, so that they would find the money as soon as they opened the sack. Then the men loaded their asses with the sacks of grain, and started to go home, leaving their brother Simeon a prisoner. When they stopped on the way to feed their asses, one of the brothers opened his sack, and there he found his money lying on the top of the grain. He called out to his brothers, See, here is my money given again to me. And they were frightened, but they did not dare to go back to Egypt and meet the stern ruler of the land. They went home and told their old father all that had happened to them, and how their brother Simeon was in prison, and must stay there until they should return, bringing Benjamin with them. When they opened their sacks of grain, there in the mouth of each sack was the money that they had given, and they were filled with fear. Then they spoke of going again to Egypt and taking Benjamin, but Jacob said to them, You are taking my sons away from me. Joseph is gone, and Simeon is gone, and now you would take Benjamin away. All these things are against me. Reuben said, Here are my own two boys. You may kill them if you wish, in case I do not bring Benjamin back to you. But Jacob said, My youngest son shall not go with you. His brother is dead, and he alone is left to me. If harm should come to him, it would bring down my gray hairs with sorrow to the grave. 
the food which jacob's sons had brought from egypt did not last long for jacob's family was large most of his sons were married and had children of their own so that the children and grandchildren were sixty-six besides the servants who waited on them and the men who cared for jacob's flocks so around the tent of jacob was quite a camp of other tents and an army of people when the food that had come from egypt was nearly eaten up jacob said to his sons go down to egypt again and buy some food for us and judah jacob's son the man who years before had urged his brothers to sell joseph to the ishmaelites said to his father it is of no use for us to go to egypt unless we take benjamin with us the man who rules in that land said to us you shall not see my face unless your youngest brother be with you and israel said why did you tell the man that you had a brother you did me great harm when you told him why said jacob's sons we could not help telling him the man asked us all about our family is your father yet living have you any more brothers and we had to tell him his questions were so close how should we know that he would say bring your brother here for me to see him and judah said send benjamin with me and i will take care of him i promise you that i will bring him safely home if he does not come back let me bear the blame forever he must go or we shall die for want of food and we might have gone down to egypt and come home again if we had not been kept back and jacob said if he must go then he must but take a present to the man some of the choicest fruits of the land some spices and perfumes and nuts and almonds and take twice as much money besides the money that was in your sacks perhaps that was a mistake when the money was given back to you and take your brother benjamin and may the lord god make the man kind to you so that he will set simeon free and let you bring benjamin back but if it is god's will that i lose my children i cannot help it so ten brothers of joseph went down a second time to egypt benjamin going in place of simeon they came to joseph's office the place where he sold grain to the people and they stood before their brother and bowed as before joseph saw that benjamin was with them and he said to his steward the man who was over his house make ready a dinner for all these men shall dine with me to-day when joseph's brothers found that they were taken into joseph's house they were filled with fear they said to each other we have been taken here on account of the money in our sacks they will say that we have stolen it and then they will sell us all for slaves but joseph's steward the man who was over his house treated the men kindly and when they spoke of the money in their sacks he would not take it again saying never fear your god must have sent you this as a gift i had your money the stewards received the men into joseph's house and washed their feet according to the custom of the land and at noon joseph came in to meet them they brought him the present from their father and again they bowed before him with their faces to the ground and joseph asked them if they were well and said is your father still living the old man of whom you spoke is he well and they said our father is well and he is living and again they bowed to joseph and joseph looked at his youngest brother benjamin the child of his own mother rachel and said is this your youngest brother of whom you spoke to me god be gracious unto you my son and joseph's heart was so full that he could not keep back the tears he went in haste to his own room and wept there then he washed his face and came out again and ordered the table to be set for dinner they set joseph's table for himself as the ruler and another table for his egyptian officers and another for the eleven men from canaan 
for Joseph had brought Simeon out of the prison and had given him a place with his brothers. Joseph himself arranged the order of the seats for his brothers, the oldest at the head and all in order of age down to the youngest. The men wondered at this and could not see how the ruler of Egypt could know the order of their ages. And Joseph sent dishes from his table to his brothers, and he gave to Benjamin five times as much as to the others. Perhaps he wished to see whether they were as jealous of Benjamin as in other days they had been toward him. After dinner Joseph said to his steward, Fill the men's sacks with grains, as much as they can carry, and put each man's money in his sack, and put my silver cup in the sack of the youngest with his money. The steward did as Joseph had said, and early in the morning the brothers started to go home. A little while afterward Joseph said to his steward, Hasten, follow after the men from Canaan, and say, Why have you wronged me after I had treated you kindly? You have stolen my master's silver cup out of which he drinks. The steward followed the men and overtook them and charged them with stealing, and they said to him, Why should you talk to us in this manner? We have stolen nothing. Why... We brought back to you the money that we found in our sacks, and is it likely that we would steal from your lord his silver or gold? You may search us, and if you find your master's cup on any of us, let him die, and the rest of us may be sold as slaves. Then they took down the sacks from the asses and opened them, and in each man's sack was his money for the second time. And when they came to Benjamin's sack, there was the ruler's silver cup. Then, in greatest sorrow, they tied up their bags again and laid them on the asses and came back to Joseph's palace. And Joseph said to them, What wicked thing is this that you have done? Did you not know that I would surely find out your deeds? Then Judah said, Oh, my Lord, what can we say? God has punished us for our sins, and now we must all be slaves, both we that are older and the younger in whose sack the cup was found. No, said Joseph. Only one of you is guilty, the one who has taken away my cup. I will hold him as a slave, and the rest of you can go home to your father. Joseph wished to see whether his brothers were still selfish and were willing to let Benjamin suffer if they could escape. Then Judah, the very man who had urged his brothers to sell Joseph as a slave, came forward and fell at Joseph's feet and pleaded with him to let Benjamin go. He told again the whole story, how Benjamin was the one whom his father loved the most of all of his children, now that his brother was lost. He said, I promised to bear the blame, if this boy was not brought home in safety. If he does not go back, it will kill my poor old father, who has seen much trouble. Now, let my youngest brother go, home to his father, and I will stay here as a slave in his place. Joseph knew now what he had longed to know that his brothers were no longer cruel and selfish, but one of them was willing to suffer so that his brother might be spared. And Joseph could no longer keep his secret, for his heart longed after his brothers, and he was ready to weep again with tears of love and joy. He sent all of his Egyptian servants out of the room so that he might be alone with his brothers, and then he said, Come near to me, I wish to speak with you. And they came near, wondering. Then Joseph said, I am Joseph. Is my father really alive? How frightened his brothers were as they heard these words spoken in their own language by the ruler of Egypt and for the first time knew that this stern man who had their lives in his hand was their own brother whom they had wronged. Then Joseph said again, 
I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. But do not feel troubled because of what you did, for God sent me before you to save your lives. There have been already two years of need and famine, and there are to be five years more, when there shall neither be plowing of the fields nor harvest. It was not you who sent me here, but God, and he sent me here to save your lives. God has made me like a father to Pharaoh and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Now I wish you to go home and to bring down to me my father and all his family. Then Joseph placed his arms around Benjamin's neck and kissed him and wept upon him. And Benjamin wept on his neck. And Joseph kissed all of his brothers to show them that he had fully forgiven them. And after that his brothers began to lose their fear of Joseph and talked with him more freely. Afterward, Joseph sent his brothers home with good news and rich gifts and abundant food. He sent also wagons in which Jacob and his sons' wives and their little ones of the family might ride from Canaan down to Egypt. And Joseph's brothers went home happier than they had been for many years. End of chapter 7 Recording by Maggie Travers